You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and uh, recently in Toronto, virtually collision happened, and, and I went looking to see, were there any Irish businesses participating, and I found some, and one of them was Quega. We're going to find out about Quega, and one of the things Mike McGrath, who is the COO at Quega, is going to tell me, first of all, is where the name comes from. Mike, Tafalcha wrote. Good morning, good afternoon. I'm Harrison. Good on show. And I'm Adam Quega. Shin Fokalas Gaelga. Quega is the Irish for 50-5-0. And there's 50 million businesses in the world that should be trading across borders, but are not. And that's according to the World Bank. And that's the issue that we're addressing. Now, we've spelt it phonetically with K-W-A-Y-G-A to help our international non-Gaelga friends to, right. to say the word Quega. So Quega.com is, a, is an online business to connect businesses across borders that should trade together. Now, you mentioned across borders. So there's CETA in the case of Canada and Europe. There is the International Agreement on Tariffs and Trades, a number of other treaties between countries. So when you said there's 50 million businesses, the issue of trade and cross-border trade represents all sorts of complications. So what are you bringing to the table to facilitate that? The first thing is to identify trusted partners and trusted businesses in a particular supply chain. Uh, our background is in sourcing and procurement, and we're always tasked with finding credible suppliers in lower-cost economies, in other jurisdictions, and in, in countries where they speak a different language. And there's one thing going down, down the road or near neighborhood and finding a business and, and knowing who owns it or who, who's running it, but you, you can't do that 3,000 miles away. So we've built online tools to identify and verify companies. We provide uh, translation and interpretation services online. So companies can connect and communicate in any language. And then we, we even have some smarts built in afterwards that companies are, are automatically matched to each other. They're suggested partners. So based on their location, their industry, their turnover, their size, our system will suggest matches to them. So companies within a particular aspect of the food sector would say dairy will be suggested, uh, dairy components, dairy equipment, uh, packaging that's appropriate for dairy foods, etc. From companies that might have, might have the same uh, qualifications and standards, be that BRC accreditation, or if they were in Europe, they might be CE certified from equipment or packaging point of view. So we, we use the information and data that we're gathering about companies to bring these connections together, and, and that's the, the beauty of online technology and, 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 and the nature of AI and robotics. So is it necessary for both the supplier and the purchaser to have signed up to your service, or are you able to draw on database sources, particularly for suppliers, where you have a database of accredited or proven suppliers that don't have to have subscribed to you? Absolutely correct. So we have a database of suppliers close to 20,000 in the food sector at the moment, available to us through third parties, available to us through our, our own core background. We've identified them, categorized them, we know the contact person. We know their turnover, their, their, their credentials, their, how long they've been formed, how long they're trading. We have this database available to us, and our buyers can discover suppliers through using Quega, and we can make matches based upon that. And then we convert or we bring those suppliers onto the platform. And when they come onto the platform, they're introduced and promoted to other buyers as well. So we're, we are using technology, to, to, and we're leveraging a larger database as opposed to 
the, the couple of hundred companies that are already in Quega. But again, we need to grow that to a couple of thousand, but we have, like I said, that database of 20,000 available to us already. Might, I assume then the revenue stream and the model would be that those who wish to avail of this access to the database, they would need to subscribe or become some form of a customer to you. Correct. Well, we only launched six weeks ago, and we got, we've got good support from Enterprise Ireland, in fairness. So the system is 100% free at the moment for a first three months trial for everyone to use it as we gather feedback, as we find out what's working, not working, and how we, how we get that product market fit. But afterwards, we're not a charity, and we do have to generate a fee and income, and people pay the service where they get the value, and we expect the value to be, like you said, a subscription based based on their usage and based on the size of the business. So we're looking at subscriptions ranging from 30 euro per month up to 200 euros per month, um, our equivalent currency. When you mentioned the size there based on the business, sourcing can be from a paper clip to a, a ship. What type of target have you dis- defined or what range of business criteria have you put in place? Ourselves, our real interest is in what we would call the medium-sized businesses. Um, we do find a lot of micro-businesses and companies below 10 employees will source locally and they'll source through agents and wholesalers and distributors locally. But when you get bigger and you get a bit more scale and you're looking to get better value in the longer term, uh, closer to manufacturers, uh, you, you are looking at, at sourcing abroad. And similarly, from an export agent point of view, you're looking at scaling outside your, your own jurisdiction. So it's, it's from the 10 up to, we'll say, 500, maybe up to 1,000 employees is a real sweet spot. When we go above the 1,000 employees, you're into large multinationals who have sourcing teams. Now, again, thankfully, we've had a good early traction from some of those companies as well because these teams are, are, are in large companies, and they need, they need dynamic, supportive tools as well. So we're not saying no to them, but the real sweet spot is the medium-sized businesses who doesn't have the full resources and time and scalability to go and do all this work themselves. What I'm sensing right then as well is that you would be dealing in the product rather than the service sector. Would that be correct? Product works best, but we, there are services being traded on, on Quega as well. Product is, is useful because it can be defined. You can say mm-hmm. find volumes, specifics, accreditations, etc. But uh, in this part of the world in Ireland where we're based at the moment, services traded to from and through the UK are becoming a little challenging as well because there's been changes to regulations, there have been changes to the treatment of that, and, and some companies and countries have become competitive or uncompetitive based on the fallout, and now they're looking for alternatives. So services works just as well, and our AI tools can source a service company as quickly as it can source a product company. You mentioned the changing dynamics, particularly with Brexit and other dynamics. That I know there was changes in regulation in the U.S., in the former administration. For an Irish company, which and the Ireland being a relatively small market in a global context, your target customers, I would imagine you're trying to hit, reach an international market as much as you are an Irish home-based market. When you say that's the sweet spot, are you talking about this from your experience in a global context rather than just a local context? Correct. Absolutely. No, it's, it, the, the, the nature of the platform it's breaking down international borders. So we are looking, and we have customers on board from different countries from day one. So that that's ranging from going from Mexico to the Philippines, and we've obviously lots of customers in Ireland, UK, and Europe at the moment as well. We launched six weeks ago specifically to focus on the European food supply chain for the first couple of months, just to cut our teeth. We had some background in that sector. We knew some of the industry players, and we've got good traction. But like I said, we have that interest from Mexico to the Philippines and everywhere in between. Um, so that it's great, and, and again, companies from Canada too have been coming on board. Uh, so it's great that um, we, we're, we're getting recognised as a destination for food buyers 
for specific uh, suppliers within the, within within their global supply chains. You mentioned the platforms and you're using AI. The development of your platform was you contract that out or was that in house? We contracted out the development. We did the research and design internally ourselves, and then we contracted out development for phase one just to get to market quickly. However, we have since brought on a CTO and we're now recruiting developers. So if you know any Ruby and Rails developers, which are hard to get, you know, understand, we are looking to source and bring on board a number of Ruby developers as well over the next couple of weeks. Your Enterprise Ireland are supportive. You attended Collision this year and you were virtually in Toronto. Your experience of the online version of Collision and did you come away from it with any connection? Yeah, no, absolutely. There was, there was some good connections, including yourself, Aston, so we wouldn't be here chatting if we didn't log in last week at Collision. So... Um, like everything, you, if you put in a bit of work, you, you can you can make this event work. There's pros and cons to an online event like that. Um, it, it, it's the scheduling of it, and it's the, the chances to meet people. And sometimes some of the best business is on is, is on the peripherals of an event, and, and you miss that online. You know, uh, you're, unfortunately, you're, you're you're closing out the webinar, and there's just another meeting starting. Or sometimes it, because it's on, you're sitting at the, at the computer, you're sitting at the office, and there's emails popping in. You're distracted. Maybe I just need to focus a bit better for future events. Right. Uh, not, there was there was good speakers. Um, there was there was some, there was always something to learn, and there was an interesting dynamic of companies. There was a lot of people and attendees that you'd you'd like to meet or you'd like to engineer an introduction to, and that wasn't really possible online, which happens offline. But again, the, 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 I suppose the way of the world, uh, we need to be looking at more of these online events, and I'm sure so I'm sure the technology around us will improve as well uh, to make it a bit more realistic in the future. You mentioned, of course, and rightly so, that a lot of these opportunities occur away from the presentation floor. It's where you can go off in the sidebar and you help to build the relationship. And business is all about relationships, and that is one of the real challenges of the online event. So I would imagine for an emerging and for a new business particularly, not being able to get face-to-face to look somebody in the eye to shake hands, it makes it a more difficult challenge to get the ball rolling. Yeah, absolutely, you can do. Um, no, I suppose an event like last week, it that was just a brief introduction, and it's the follow-up that you do this week in terms of building that relationship is where the work comes down to it. And again, it's exactly the same on Quega. Uh, we have an online tool introducing companies, and companies make a brief introduction. They get that translation support so they can use their own languages. Uh, but it's afterwards that when they get down to negotiation and, and doing business and doing the deal, it's when the relationship will, will prosper over time. Uh, we provide interpretation services as well as part of the service, so companies aren't, aren't, aren't restricted by the languages being spoke. Um, but again, we understand from Collisions Engagement and our own uh, platform that the brief introduction happens online and, and, and thereafter the business relationship will prosper. But it takes time, like every good business relationship and partnership, it Indeed. takes time. Indeed. Mike, thanks a million for taking the time, and it's been fascinating learning. Hopefully the AI tool and the, the platform works sufficiently and everything gets going for you guys. Thank you very much, Aston. I appreciate the support and it was great to speak to you and, and, and your audience.